Hi everyone, it's Victoria Stapleton, Director of School and Library Marketing here at Little Brown Books for Young Readers, and it's time for a new episode of the Little Brown School and Library Podcast. I'm very excited today to be trapped inside a tiny foam pod for this podcast because there's not one but two guests today. The first is genius author-illustrator Bob Shea. Now, you know him from many books, Crash, Splash, or Moo, which should be a game show somewhere now immediately because that is awesome and smart. Also, Love Triangle. But when I first came to LBYR, one of my favorite books ever was waiting for me on the desk. It is called New Socks. And in honor of that book, I am wearing my most favorite socks today, and they are polka dots. Our other guest today is no less of a genius, and he is completely delightful. I think I want to ask a special question about luxurious beards, but that is a question for another type of meeting. His name is Zach O'Hora. You know him from Wolfie the Bunny and Horrible Bear, written by Amy Dykeman. Again, another conversation, but also My Cousin Momo, which is, I love that book. I love Momo. I would really like a Momo tattoo, but that also is something for another conversation. They have teamed up, and on a rainy, rainy East Coast morning, there can be no more pertinent question in life than, who wet my pants? For that is the book Zach and Bob have teamed up to give us. So, Bob, who wet your pants? I, well, I was out in the rain today, too, so I, that's, that's my excuse. That's what I'm going with. This fantastic book originated in your very twisty, almost amusement park-like brain. Where did this come from? You know, I do a lot of school visits, and I there's this local school and a, a teacher that I work with a lot near where I live, and she was telling me the story of a little boy who had a larger scale accident in his pants, and when he was uh, <laughs> and when he was confronted with this, he. He feigned ignorance as to uh, its origin. I I can't imagine where how this happened. As as she was walking him down to the nurse to change him, and she told me that, and I thought it was hilarious to uh, deny something that was so obvious. Uh, obviously, you were the perpetrator of. So that was the idea. That's where I first sort of had the idea that that sort of situation would would be kind of strange, and that everyone could relate to it. I think that's what we're finding is the, the whole who wet my pants idea. People are like, yeah, that happens all the time. So, so not, that's good. Not even when you're a school kid. I'll tell you a story about a sad afternoon in San Antonio one time. But you write the book, and here's the process of composing. <laughs> I know, we, we're going to go right on past that one. Um, <laughs> so I totally shouldn't have admitted that. Your books are known for humor, but they have, for lack of a better term, such a great mouthfeel. They're a pleasure to read aloud with by yourself and with others. How do you engage that process of, of putting those words together in exactly the right way so that it just is such a pleasure to read physically? Well, you know, by reading them, I think that, uh, again, I, do, I, do, I read them aloud a lot, and a lot of them have my sensibility, and I write them with my voice and my delivery and my cadence. So when I write them, I write them the way I speak. And I appreciate you saying that they're easy to read like that because a lot of times I think that I get to, uh, I assume that everyone knows how I would say it. 
then, and then they read it incorrectly, and I'm like, wow, you mauled that line. So, so it's good and it's bad in a way. So sometimes the, the book has to have a good story, too, or else people can't sort of have anything to hang their hat on. So that the, uh, the, the cadence and the rhythm is, is hopefully is a bonus. Now, Zach, you've provided the images here. You are also an author and illustrator. You have done your own books where you have been the total creative genius. At what point did you come into the process of creating this book? Bob and I talked a while that, uh, you know, we've been trying to get a project together for a while. So we've had a couple of false starts where we were hoping to make something. I feel like, Bob, we've been, we've been kind of trying to do a book together since I would say like I don't know, 2015, maybe even a little bit earlier than that, maybe. Does that seem right? Yeah, I forgot uh, about that. I forgot about the yeah, astronaut book. <laughs> the astronaut book and stuff. Like, we've definitely, so this has been sort of like, in some ways, it's been sort of like a five or six year thing that's been in the back of both of our minds. But, you know, Bob came with the concept uh, and the, the whole thing written out well and showed it to me he pretty much had it all together so you know i was coming in almost to the you know regular spot that i would normally take an illustration job and uh of course i loved it it's hilarious and the, the thing about knowing bob and hearing him i mean these books are hilarious and they like you were talking about the mouthfeel and stuff and it's like they're funny for other people to read out loud but they're like 200 percent more funny when bob's reading them out loud it's like it's perfect for his voice and I found I've actually been reading this, uh, the FNG a little bit to some school visits, and I try to get the Bob Shea voice because it's already in my head. <laughs> like Bob is fully in my head. And it's like 60% as funny as when Bob reads it, but it's, you know, I just, I always end with like, you should hear Bob do it. It's going to be so much better. <laughs> but it always, even as it is with my reduced uh, Bob voice, it kills at every school. What was the moment you had the images down for it? I mean, did this arrive fully in your head as you're reading the book? You just suddenly knew what it should look like? Or did it take a little bit of work for you to get the visuals down? Uh, it took a little work. Uh, I mean, I was excited to kind of figure out what it was going to look like. Um, and it, it went through some shifts. Like, when I was, well, Bob indicated what animals were in the book, uh, and that Reuben was a bear who wet his pants and he had a friend who was a, a Sasquatch or Bigfoot, um, and there was a turtle in there. I, I, I'm pretty sure those are pretty specific already, uh, which is very helpful. And it, it was nice that he picked a bunch of animals that I like to draw and can draw. <laughs> so that was yeah, and you, and you, and you picked first, bear, remember. You oh, picked I did. Bear, I picked the bear? Yeah, yeah, because okay. we were going back and forth because I think I had I had a, uh, a bunny. and Ooh, that's and, right. And for whatever reason, we talked about it, and it was that was fine. I didn't, I wasn't that, I wasn't that hung up on any character. The only character that needed to be specific was Bigfoot because he was one of the jokes. But um, That's right. Yeah, and you were like, "What about a bear?" And I thought that was like a thousand times better. I forgot about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I forgot yeah, about no that. Um, so, yeah, we switched to a bear, and the initial kind of idea I had was actually that he was going to a book club at like this. Uh, and since the whole thing was a mystery, I thought it would be funny if it was like a kind of a British uh, bookstore that was like a Sherlock Holmes themed uh, bookstore. And um, somewhere along the way, I don't remember if it was Andrea or it was you, Bob, <clears throat> somehow like a scout theme sort of emerged at some point. And I quickly glommed onto that because it was awesome. And I don't think it was my idea, but the idea of drawing all these animals in scout uh, outfits with, you know, their patches and everything else. 
Uh, and the idea yeah. of scouts trying to learn how to be sort of independent, you know, um, stewards of society who can't even keep their pants dry is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that was uh, uh, our editor, uh, Andreas Spooner, who, who came up with the um, what, if they're, what If They're Scouts. That was pretty good. So you and meant- book clubs are fun, but that's much more exciting. There's a lot more room for adventure with the scouts, I think, than a yeah. book club, most usually. Well, Mystery in the Woods is a genre that I'm down for. I will just say that right now. And who does not love an animal in uniform? I, I know no, of no rational person who dislikes that concept whatsoever, and at all, ever, of any age. Um, I'm really intrigued by the process of making this book because each of you have such a distinctive style in bookmaking. And you mentioned that you've been working on trying to do a project together for some time. Usually authors and illustrators are paired by the publisher and they have almost nothing to do with each other during the course of making the book. You know, the author has put in the manuscript and then it's the illustrator who comes in. So it's sort of sequential. And this is unusual in that you guys really were talking about it together much earlier in the process. Um, How much was that down to the trust and that you had between the two of you and your long relationship with each other? Did that help at all? Well, I mean, I think... Oh, it helped immensely. I mean, I'm a, besides that I'm friends with Zach, I'm a huge fan of his work. And I knew that this particular book would be completely perfect for him. And I say that because, you know, I, I, I'm not that as precious about my illustration and I understand where it falls and what stories it's appropriate for and what things it's not appropriate for. So something like Who Wet My Pants could easily be dismissed as a as a potty book, which it is not at all. Nope. And so if I drew it and my style is much more cartoony and not as sophisticated, it, it would just make that even worse. So I was like, if Zach <laughs> illustrates this with a certain level of sophistication and a, and a more muted palette and just a, actually just a gorgeous palette, I think that I was like, it's going to it's going to make, it's going to bring the book to a whole different plane. And it did that. And so I was thrilled. So I didn't have any, I didn't have any problem when we, uh, we sort of put together a little package, a little uh, presentation and Zach did a couple of samples and I wrote it all up. And I just, it was just, I was like, it just made sense to me. It just made sense. It all came together. And from my end, I mean, it's definitely a mutual admiration society kind of thing. Like I think Bob's amazing, but, um, but over the years, uh, I think out of I think we have overlapping humor areas and uh, kind of like BS detectors, which is super important. And I think that uh, like not that we're like formal writing partners or anything like that, but we've definitely helped each other in the past with uh, manuscripts that we're both writing. Where you know Bob's the first person, you know, probably besides my wife, where I'm like, ah, give me your two, you know weigh in on this and see if this is something that should go out into the world or how could it be better and uh you know a hundred you know a hundred percent of the time you know bob makes things like a hundred percent better and um so there was an immediate trust i think uh for these kind of projects that structure that you know publishing houses have set up where there's kind of a separation of church and state between illustrator and author when they're different people is a crucial structure to, to help sort of the creative uh, process uh, blossom as it should without mm-hmm. too much interference. Um, but in this case, it was, you know, it was kind of the opposite things. Like, I think we both knew what we were getting into and we were excited by it. And we knew that, like, 
it would make something that was uh, different than we would do on our own and uh, you know, like kind of Wonder Twins activate, kind of uh, make it maybe better than something I might do on my on my own. So it, it was exciting right from the gate to to have that comfort zone. We've heard about Zach thinking about the language of this, Bob. You know, when you got the sketches back, I know that Andre made some suggestions. Did you have any suggestions for Zach as you saw the images come in, or and did you did you rethink any of the language of the story once you saw the images? Um, I didn't have any changes to the images. I think that I, I think I was just enjoying the surprise of seeing how he would interpret it because I had, since I'm an illustrator, I had a vision in my head of even what the page layouts would look like, not mm -hmm. what they should look like, but just they just lived in my head. And so seeing how he approached it was really surprising, and it's it's so great when you get. Uh, samples or FNGs or whatever back, but I don't remember. I don't remember weighing in too heavily on anything. It all it all really came together pretty effortlessly. I feel like we we did we did have some discussions on uh, paint colors that was sort of between you, me, and Little Brown of just trying to yeah. figure out how how we can make the uh, wet pants clear and that they weren't uh, mistaken as any other kind of stain. Uh, without being too yes. gross, <clears throat> that that took a little figuring out. Um, uh, I will I say I was in the room for many of these conversations about exactly what kind of wet and how wet and exactly what color that wet should be, and yeah. and that was one of the more amusing mornings of my life. I will confess. <laughs> yeah, an important yeah, issue not... though, and and it's you know that's the star yeah. of the show. It's the, the crux of the biscuit, as it were. It's the... Uh, the apostrophe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it was kind of hugely, you know, uh, I think when we started out, I I like bears with goofy pants, so I'm always trying to put weird plaid pants or uh, kind of like leisure wear on bears. Uh, seems appropriate. And, Golf uh, pants. But I had too much patterns. You couldn't see the, the wet spot. And then... It went to like dark green pants, you know, like the forest green kind of uh, scout pants. Uh, and then I think, I don't if, if it was Bob, you know, said, you know, I don't know if I can see these the wet marks that well. Like maybe we should switch it up. And uh, we messed around and we kind of agreed on the tan pants. Uh, and even then, when I was trying to actually paint it, because I, you know, I paint everything old school, just acrylic paint on paper. It was very difficult to uh, make a tan pants. Uh, darker without looking, uh, you know, like this is a number two book. Um, yeah. So that was the we'll one thing that I, I had to exactly, <laughs> uh, had to go back in and uh, and actually, you know, digitally add all those wet spots. So just to get the right tone on on everything. Uh, so that was a little bit different of a process. I don't usually do that after the fact. Like the paintings usually get turned in and they're they're kind of finalized and. Maybe there's some minor cloning that happens to fix, you know, paint texture or something like that. But, um, uh, yeah, that was, that was a little bit of a process, but it was a fun process. But, yeah, you, you don't think that when you go to a job one day and, and uh, you know, have a conversation about someone's uh, wet spot on the front of their pants, you know, for more than a, a minute. <laughs> I that's our job. I enjoy a lot of the visual jokes 
in the book, um, there is something about the napping bear in the chair. And um, if you look very carefully at how the bear has arranged his complete person, um, that there are clues, clues, clues to the mystery everywhere. But I also enjoy some of the story jokes as well. What is going on with Bigfoot? And is there a sequel for Bigfoot in therapy out, you know, that could be out there? Hey, I'm happy to write it, and I'm sure Zach could be happy to illustrate it. Because what's great. with the I, donut I think, touching? I think there's, uh, there's a lot there. <laughs> what is with the donut touching? Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that's, a, that's gross. That's a, where did you get that idea, Bob? Is that <laughs> is that like something you feel? Is that where you came up with it? Or? Well, I'm actually I'm actually pretty pretty okay with that happening. I just know that uh, lots of people have weird food things. And then yeah. one, and and I thought it would be funny if Bigfoot had a weird food thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is this gigantic thing in the woods. Yeah. And I, and I thought it was, and the thing, and actually the reason that joke is in there is because in the whole book, Ruben is flipping out and he's making wild accusations and he's yelling at everybody and he's being mad. So I wanted to establish that he's a good guy. He brought donuts for his friends, and not only did he bring donuts for his friends, but he remembers his friends' food preferences. He's like, yeah, oh, he's like, even though even though it's weird that some not weird, even though that's a little like off. Or, it's weird. It's not that common. <laughs> but it's weird that yep, people are weird. weird about donuts not touching. He still yeah. acknowledges it and still meets yeah. that request. So that's not, you know, not an uh, which is could be seen as an unreasonable request. But he accommodates it. So I wanted to show yeah. that he's not just an angry bear, an angry incontinent bear who's just peeing and, <laughs> and yelling at everybody. He's like, you know, he's a good guy. He's your friend. And, he's, and, he's, and he's thoughtful. He is thoughtful. He, and he's I, thoughtful, yeah. yeah. He, he, the Bigfoot did not request the donuts not touch, but Ruben's been observant no, and understands that. Like what that. Happened. Yeah. It was probably, I'll tell you what happened. It was an offhanded comment that Bigfoot made at the last meeting and was like, he got a little strawberry frosting on his and he was like, oh, and he was picking it off. And then Ruben watched him sort of pick it off because he didn't want to like make a big deal of it. So he's throwing it away and he was like, and Ruben made the mental note that Bigfoot doesn't like when they touch. Observant there you of go. others. That's a good friend right there. Yeah, that is a I'm good sketching friend. sketching that out, Zach. <laughs> observant of others, maybe not so observant of himself. So that is, I, I love that part. <clears throat> This book has uh, gotten a lot of really great reception so far. It has three starred reviews. I think that's uh, it's batting a thousand so far because it is inherently charming and lovely. But it also is a story of crime, uh, and it is a story of mystery and uh, uh, puzzles. Um, you know, the answer may not be obvious to the unobservant. Um, and going back to speak about line readings and. And, and how the, the verbal beats of the story work. There's so much in those four words. What is the story about, really? Is it who wet my pants, who wet my pants, who wet my pants, or who wet my pants? So where does the beat fall, Bob? Well, I'll just do it, because I, I, I never really thought through it that hard. So, <laughs> so I didn't... I got a lot of time on my hands here, trapped in this little foam pod. That's it. That, <laughs> to hear that tone, that sort of, 
That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sort of like a, it's accusatory. Right. It's like frustrated. It's just immediate knee-jerk reaction to to something without thinking it through. And it's like there's no way this could possibly be me. So who who did it? Right. Obviously, it's not me. Right. So, Bob, read the title for us so we can hear the right emphasis. Who wet my pants? <laughs> Very good. Because I'm not still that's, not sure that's where the, the audio beat book is. book right there. <laughs> Bob has to do the audio book. I think that would be great. Guys, thanks so much for joining me today for the Little Brown School and Library podcast. And thank you so much for this thank book. Thank you. It is such an amazing, joyful book, and it is a tale of friendship. It's a tale of truth and consequences and honesty, and I think there's something in it for everyone to read multiple times and to look at multiple times. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having us. It's, uh, yeah, I can't wait for this thing to come out. Well, we hope there's more books from you, too coming up in the future, yeah. particularly on the LBYR list. And gentle listeners outside my phone pod there in the universe, this has been Victoria Stapleton from Little Brown Books for Young Readers with Bob Shea and Zachariah O'Hora. The book is Who Wet My Pants? And it should be on your shelf. <laughs> now, we'll see you next time. Music